0: Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzovino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. Anybody here challenged to take steps and strides and Having a greater manifestation of the presence of Jesus in your spirit and soul and body? Amen. Anybody here sacrificing your sacrifice before the Lord? Hallelujah. Your sacrifice of your body? Glory to God. If you are, you'll have fire and you'll have glory. Aren't you glad? This temple of ours is the temple of the Holy Ghost. This tent, this dwelling place, this body of ours houses the very life of God. Oh, I can't stress that enough, saints. Saints. Amen? And it's a holy presence of God in us. Amen? And every single one of us should be endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Considering our position in the body of Christ, the high and holy calling that we are to walk worthy of. Amen? And walking worthy of it means you recognize its, its, its value. You recognize how important you are to the kingdom of God. How important you are to the Holy Ghost. Someone says, what does it matter where I go and what I do? It matters. It matters to God. It matters the way we conduct ourselves. It matters the way we respond to people. It matters how we speak and what we say and the things that we do. Amen? Sure, it matters. Why? Because we are the temple of the living God. God wants access into the earth, praise God. And He has to have human vessels to manifest Himself through. Are you ready to be that vessel tonight? Amen. With enthusiasm. Are you ready to be that vessel tonight? Yes. I mean, you want to be that vessel tonight? You make a sacrifice just to be here. I realize that everybody does. Praise God. You can be doing something that you, uh, something else that you might want to do, but you chose. To praise God. Come here and give yourself unto the Lord God. Amen. Isn't that what you chose to do tonight? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I like the part that says that he knows the sacrifice, whether or not it's authentic. Amen. He knows whether it's or not it's real. That is from the heart. You mean it from the heart. You mean it from the heart you want to be more like Jesus? Do you mean it from the heart that you want to manifest His presence? Through your life, you want Him to just emanate from you and pour out from your life? I mean, you really desire that? Just lovingly tell Him that tonight. Lift your hands to heaven and tell Him that tonight. Oh, Jesus, I want more of you manifested in me, spirit, soul, and body. Until I'm consumed, until this flesh of mine is swallowed up of zoe, zoe life. Holy Spirit of God, manifest Yourself in us so powerfully, so gloriously, that we are quickened by Your presence and changed. Father, may the Holy Ghost now manifest among us, in us and through us. May He live His big life as we give place to Him considering His presence to be a holy presence in our lives and in this place. May He move as You would have Him to move. May He speak as You would have Him to speak. And may we respond and do what You would have us to do as He moves upon our hearts and upon our minds. And Father, we receive it done and see it done in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's good to get caught up in the Holy Ghost you have your Bibles? 1 Corinthians chapter 12, if you would, please. We're talking about the gifts of the Spirit. And these are a definite part of what God is saying as far as manifesting Himself in our lives and through our lives. For you see, if the Holy Ghost indeed is manifested in us, then these gifts will be in manifestation and in operation. If we'll yield ourselves to the Holy Ghost then, praise God, He will manifest Himself in various ways. Impartations of certain gifts will be in operation in people's lives. Because the Holy Ghost is the same today as He was yesterday. As He was in the day of the book of Acts when it was written. And during all the happenings that took place back then. He's the same Holy Ghost today, amen? amen. Praise God. First Corinthians chapter 12, we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit and just beginning at verse seven, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge, by the same spirit, to another faith, by the same spirit, to another the gifts of healing, by the same spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these work at that one and the self-same spirit, dividing to every man severally as He will, for as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. Every single one of us needs to expect the Holy Ghost to manifest Himself in us. Every single one of us needs to position ourselves so that the Holy Ghost can manifest Himself in us. And it does take a sacrifice for that to happen. It takes time given to God. It takes yielding to the Holy Ghost as He moves. It takes a willingness to allow Him to instruct us in these gifts of the Spirit and then a yieldedness to His promptings. Tonight, in our study, we'll talk about the power gifts. These are the gifts that do something. And the first one is the gift of special faith. Look at verse 9. To another, faith by the same Spirit. Now, beloved... All these gifts, which are power gifts, point to concrete actions taken by the believer with the assurance of divine assistance. You're not out there on your own. You're not yielding to yourself. You are yielding to the Spirit of God. This faith here is not talking about general faith that you acquire through the study of God's Word. This is another level of faith, another dimension of faith. It is a supernatural impartation of the Spirit of God to the very heart of the human being, the believer, allowing that person to operate in a faith beyond what he actually possesses himself. It is as though we have taken our own personal faith to its limit and then the Holy Ghost empowers us and manifest special faith within the heart that enables us to believe even beyond our own general or natural faith. You see, beloved, it is a specific measure of faith given to accomplish a specific purpose in the will of God. If you'll recall in the days of Daniel, And you can go look it up, but we'll save some time here. When Daniel was cast into the den of lions, that Daniel refused to bow his knee or to turn his back on his God. Regardless of what the king was going to do or was forced into doing, Daniel was assured that his God would provide his deliverance. Now, I want you to think about just for a moment, Daniel going into that lion's den and then that lid being placed over top. And there he was with those hungry lions. Anyone else who had ever gone into that place was consumed, and not by the fire of God, but by those hungry lions. He spent the whole night there. Did you ever think about a good book to write would be what, an, what to do for an overnight stay in the lion's den? My goodness. There was a supernatural impartation to his life. Because, you see, it was an ongoing thing. That faith kept the mouth of the lions shut all night long. As a matter of fact, an angel assisted to shut the mouth of the lions. A supernatural experience for the moment at that moment where the Holy Ghost imparts or adds to the life of the believer of faith beyond his normal faith. See, some people wonder why they should get filled with the Holy Ghost. Beloved, if you don't, you will cut yourself off from these certain manifestations of the Spirit that are available to all believers that all believers may profit withal. This was an ongoing thing. And throughout the night, can you imagine how you'd be tempted to look at the circumstances? Even to move or possibly even try to escape somehow or some way. But he was able to rest his head on the pillow of faith, knowing that God was at work in him and for him. This is one Example of special faith operating in an individual's life. I can also imagine when David had to chase the lion and the bear. And stand up and face these creatures with no weapon but his bare hands. I can imagine what took place when the Holy Ghost fell upon him. And there was this supernatural impartation that would absolutely possess an individual in such a way that he would take, after, take off after a lion to save the lamb. Can you imagine that? Now, obviously that didn't happen every moment of David's life. He didn't operate in that kind of faith at all times. Can you see this? But at that moment when the need arose... There was a supernatural manifestation of the Spirit of God that imparted to him faith beyond his own natural faith. And he took off in the power of God. Hallelujah. So special faith is a supernatural impartation of the Spirit of God that takes a person beyond his own limits of faith and adds to his faith a supernatural faith. As a matter of fact... The Amplified calls it special faith. See, it's special because it's different than your natural faith. And that's why we want to be open to its operation. Because there may arise a time of need. And if we can be yielded and the Holy Ghost is so willing, then that impartation can come. And we should expect things like that to happen. Hallelujah. Have you ever experienced a supernatural adding to your own faith when you set out, let's say, to accomplish something, to achieve something, and all of a sudden you were consciously aware of the fact that you had no problem saying the right thing all the time? In other words, whatever it was that you were believing God for, there wasn't even the temptation to say something wrong about it. It was as if... Something happened inside you that brought you into a place or a realm of faith and you knew that God was at work. And no matter what came your way, no matter what took place, you were not even moved one iota because of the adversity or the adverse circumstances. That's special faith in operation. A special working of the Spirit of God Enhancing your faith supernaturally Assisting you Taking you to a place beyond your faith To accomplish the purpose of God's will for your life Beloved, that's a wonderful thing to experience I've had that happen There is a calm about you I mean in the face of awful circumstances There is a calm about you There is an inward knowing beyond what you ever inwardly knew So to speak That special thing. The second gift, and we can spend a lot of time on that, but we want to get through these. The second gift is called the gifts of healings. You notice in the same verse, to another, the gifts of healing here in the King James, but in the original, it's healings by the same Spirit. Now, beloved, this gift is not given to the person that is being healed, This is not a gift given to the person who is being healed. This gift is imparted to the life of the individual who is being used by God to heal someone who is sick. A special gift of healing. Gifts of healings, and it's plural because there are different manifestations, diversities of operations, I'll tell you what, I heard about this one absolutely floored me. I don't know about you, but it just floored me. Somebody had a ministry of spitting on people and they got healed when he did. I really don't know if I'd like that. But I guess if you were sick enough, you wouldn't mind the spittle. Jesus made clay out of the spittle, didn't he? Jesus spit on one and... Touched his tongue and his tongue was loose and he spoke. Now, I wouldn't recommend that you say, I'm going to try that. Because if that person has that gift, maybe I have it too. I wouldn't want a maybe to be in there at all. Would you? No maybes about it. Praise God. But this person had tremendous success doing that and people got healed. Well, come on around the altar tonight, everybody. God has given me a... A special gift by which people in the body of Christ are healed. Well, what is it? The laying on of hands? No. Well, what is it? The word of knowledge? No. Well, what is it? I spit on you and you get healed. How many would run to the altar for that? Think about that. And you can't say that you can covet something like that. You can't ask for something like that. Anybody here want to covet something like that? I can see you practicing at home in the mirror. (laughs) Well, the point being, there are diversities of manifestations when it comes to these gifts and their operations. And the way it operates through one may be different than the way it operates through another. Now, Brother Hagin gives his testimony where he talks about how he was involved in the healing ministry for a long time, but on one occasion, the Lord took him up into heaven and he knelt down before Jesus and Jesus... Took, the right hand, took his finger of his right hand and placed it upon the palms of Brother Hagen, and says, I have imparted to you a special manifestation of healing that is the gift of healing to be used in the healing ministry. Now, beloved, that gift can be in operation at times. And in certain ministries, it can be a permanent gift. But just because a person may have been used one time in the gift or gifts of healings, doesn't mean it is a permanent gift in that person's life. He can't turn it off when he wants to and turn it on and turn it off and and all that. That's not how these gifts operate. But those that have been called into full-time ministry can expect manifestations to occur like this. And in some cases, I'm sure it's based on faithfulness and dedication to the purpose and will of God that those gifts can be in operation in a greater way. Let's say, happen more frequently and possibly eventually get to where the person has the gift in a permanent sense. And remember, the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. But there are variations of this gift. And For example, you can take Acts 10.38 and you can see how Jesus was anointed by the Father with the Holy Ghost and power. And His anointing was without measure. It was without Measures. That means he had the full measure of the manifestation of the Spirit of God in his life. He went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And we see variations and, and operations. As I said, one person, he, he spit on the person on his tongue, and his tongue was loose, and he spoke. Others, he spit and touched the person's ears, and his ears were unstopped. On another occasion, he spit on the, in the ground and made clay out of the spittle, and put him into another, in a guy's eyes, and his eyes told him to go wash, and he came back and he saw Also, there was the laying on of hands, not just normal laying on of hands, but he possessed gifts along that line, where when he laid hands on the sick, a great measure of the power of God through gifts of healings were in operation, and he healed all those that came to him. I really believe this with all my heart. Some people have different anointings, special gifts in operation where you may have more success getting people with tumors healed or someone else may have uh, greater success in another area, maybe getting uh, people filled with the Holy Ghost or getting ears open or eyes open. And you say, what is the purpose of all this? Why couldn't God just give the one who's in the healing ministry all the gifts to operate, all the gifts of healings? Well, that would mean if that happened, then we wouldn't be dependent on anybody else. God wants to maintain the unity of the Spirit also. See, the head can't say to the foot, I have no need of thee. Every single one of us should be open to the leading of the Spirit of God. Every single one of us should be open to the gifts of the Spirit being in an operation. One has this gift of healing and it manifests this way. Another one has this gift of healing and it manifests that way. That's why it's called gifts of healings. Now, like I said, in Brother Hagin's ministry, it was in his hands. A special anointing in his hands. And the the Lord spoke to him and said, Now, this stronger anointing will come upon you to abide. And you are to lay hands on on the sick to get them healed. You look at a ministry of Catherine Kuhlman, and you see how God used her in a special way with regard to gifts of healings. And you'll notice that some of these gifts overlap. Gifts of healings and word of knowledge being in operation working together and in her ministry that took place quite often she would just be under the inspiration of the spirit and she would look up maybe into the balcony somewhere and said someone up there has stomach cancer and the Lord's healing it right now and boom a person would stand up and say that's me and I just felt a warmth go through my body and I'm healed completely amen but that was a different operation. That was operating through the word of knowledge. So the gifts can work together. Now, Brother Wigglesworth, I don't know where you would class classify him. Because he had a wild mannerism about him. Amen. I mean, there was a boldness about him. I dare to say not too many have achieved. There was an occasion where He had a healing line, and when he had a healing line, you only came through it once. If you came through it twice, he'd know it. And on this one occasion, the fellow came through his healing line, and he was on a crutch or crutches. Something happened with his leg, and the next night he thought he'd come back and take another dose. But he was already instructed by a Brother Wigglesworth that if you come once, believe you receive it, and then go your way. Because if you come back again, you doubt it. Unless, of course, you're just coming back to praise and thank him. Well, he came back on the next occasion, the next night, and he, he was up on a, on a platform like this, probably a little bit higher. And he went right in front of the brother, Brother Wigglesworth, for, for healing. And he looked at him and said, weren't you here last night? He said, yeah, but I didn't get anything. He turned him about, got his foot, kicked him off the platform, and the fellow went flying in the air, off the platform. Can you imagine that? With crutches. When he hit the ground, he was perfectly healed. That's boldness. Now someone says, I'm going to start my own ministry. (laughs) Oh, are you? Yeah, I'm going to kick people off the platform. You better have some good insurance, I'll tell you right now. (laughs) A good insurance plan, praise God. Amen. But. Each one needs to stay within his own calling and each one needs to operate within the bounds of his own gifts to know what God has done. You don't try these things out. You know them to be true. I remember on one occasion, Brother Hagin, saying something that, my goodness, I only pray that God would never tell me to do something like that. I mean, I guess if He did, you'd have to yield to it. It'd It'd be hard to do, but you'd have to do it. This woman came up to the altar for prayer and she had a huge belly on her because it was swollen with a tumor. And the Lord said, by the Holy Ghost, punch her in the stomach. And he said, no. He said, I told you to punch her in the stomach. Hard as you can. Punch her in the stomach. My friend, you better be sure you're under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost if you go about punching elderly women in the stomach at an altar call. Wouldn't you say? And so he just... Went off finally and said, okay, I'll obey God. And boom, knocked her right in the stomach, Praise God. Tumor disappeared. She was completely healed. That's not the norm. Those are gifts and operation. You can say special faith and uh, gifts of healings, working together. The word of knowledge. Amen. Working together. You see. But again, we need to be aware of the fact that there are different manifestations. There are different operations. And it's the same spirit that's at work, but differently through different people's lives and ministries. As I said, Jesus had the spirit without measure. Now you also notice, look at verse 28 of chapter 12, or verse 27. Now, ye are the body of Christ and members in particular, and God hath set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues... Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles, have all the gifts of healing. Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? Now, notice there's a difference here between laying hands on the sick in general faith and gifts of healings. There's a difference between the two. And we must make that distinction so that people are aware of that. Gifts of healings involves impartations of the Spirit that go above and beyond just the normal or, or, or normal laying on of hands to heal the sick. Any person can do that in faith. And in faith it means that you're believing for the power of God to manifest through you to touch that person and the person who is receiving or the recipient of that power is staying in faith to believe that the healing will consummate in their lives. Can you see that? Laying on of hands by faith. But then there are special manifestations to the gifts of healings in which the Spirit of God will impart to some person this gift of healing and they can lay hands on the sick through special operations or manifestations of the Holy Ghost. There's a difference there. It's all supernatural. And that's the thing to know about the gifts of the Spirit. They are all supernatural. Supernatural. This will not involve any medical science whatsoever. These gifts are different than special faith, or just just natural faith in operation, supernatural faith in operation, believing God, even if you're taking medication or whatever. These gifts are above that and beyond that. When they go into operation, there is no need for medical science assisting in any possible way. It's all supernatural. It is all the work of God. And we shouldn't be surprised by that. Think about Paul when he was on the island of Melita. You recall when they had shipwrecked? He was on his way to Rome, but the ship was wrecked because of the storm that was at sea. And they all were saved. They all came onto the island. And when they did, they saw many that were sickly upon the island. And of course... Being used by God in the healing ministry, the Apostle Paul went and laid his hands on the people that were sick and the power of God came on them and they were healed. Well, God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. There were special operations and manifestations in his life. There was no doctor. There was no medical science discoveries. This was all supernatural. A work of the Holy Ghost that goes above and beyond anything that man can do. And I tell you what, we should long for those operations and manifestations of the Spirit. Thirdly, is the gift called the working of miracles. Or, if you look at it in the original, it's works of power. Works of power. The difference is this. This is something that you do. See, faith is something that you receive, but this is something that you do an act on the part of the believer in cooperation with the Spirit of God that causes divine intervention to suspend the ordinary course of nature, to go over, above, or beyond natural laws, to set those laws aside, such as Jesus walking out on water. That is a working of miracles. Or you take an Elisha who takes the mantle of Elijah, smokes... The waters. The waters part. That is a working of miracles. Waters don't part on their own. You take Moses at the Red Sea and at the command of God, he does something. And what he does results in a miracle. The waters, the Bible says, are congealed, which means they're frozen like ice. They separate And there's a wall of water on the left and a wall of water on the right. They separate and they walk across on dry land. Isn't that good? They could have got muddy. Boy, God's just thorough, isn't He? They walked across on dry land. See, that was a working of miracles. Then you talk about the plagues, their deliverance out of Egypt, the exodus that was wrought by a series of staggering miracles where the dust turns into insects. Or Aaron throws down his rod and the rod turns into a serpent. That's not normal, is it? I'll tell you what, you know, you think about that and that is just, that's just beyond anything you can imagine. Or an axe head swimming. Or the woman whose oil never failed. Think about that. The oil that never failed. Now, you have to admit this. Come on, if you're as curious as I am, you have to admit this. Wouldn't you have loved to see those loaves of bread multiply? I mean, you break bread, it grows back. You break bread, it grows back. You break bread, it grows back. You're probably getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I don't understand this. We're breaking bread, it's getting bigger. We're breaking bread. Well, the Bible says that there were baskets left over. More than when they started. So that tells me there was an increase that was beyond the need. Think about that. Think it, the fish. were are multiplied. Think about that. My goodness, what a meal. you never finished that loaf of bread. What about that woman's oil? The only thing that stopped that miracle was what? They ran out of pots or vessels. Think about that. You talk about a working of miracles to get someone out of debt. That was a working of miracles. Wouldn't that be wonderful? I can see everybody going home tonight. night getting out their olive oil <laughs> you know, and getting all the vessels and all the pots. Can you imagine what you can do with all that olive oil? You get enough of it. That woman sold what she had, paid off all her debts and lived off the rest. Glory to God. And isn't that good? See, God is good. But that was a working of miracles. Divine intervention. God intervening in the realm of human nature to do something that is over, above, and beyond that which is natural. So higher laws overriding lower laws. And why should that be so hard to believe? But the fact that it's working of miracles means they have to be worked. See, sometimes we're passive and don't act out and do what God would have us to do. If Elisha didn't take the mantle of Elijah and smite the waters would there have been a miracle? If Aaron did not take his rod and throw it down, would it have turned into a snake? Mm -mm. And it goes on and on. There is something that needs to be done. Something that you do. And remember, this is when the Holy Ghost is in manifestation in a person's life. You see why we need to be so taught of the Lord, so sensitive to the Spirit of God? Because on occasions... He might want us to work miracles and yet we're not positioned in Him enough to know how to obey the Spirit of God to be used to work a miracle. Anybody desire that kind of ministry? Anybody want to be used by God in the working of miracles? Hallelujah. So we can be, but we have got to give ourselves to Him. Amen? We've got to give ourselves to Him. And we've got to learn to yield to the Holy Ghost. Anybody want to practice by punching someone in the stomach? Or spitting on someone? My goodness, no. Mm-mm. But I believe He can take us to higher places if we just yield at the lower level and do whatever else He would have us to do. I believe there are occasions and times when He'll speak to our heart. and He'll say, I want you to do this. And based on our obedience, we'll have an increase of the Spirit of God in these areas. If we don't obey... It'll be difficult for Him to continue speaking to us, to use us in that direction or in that area. But I'll tell you what, if we choose to obey Him, then you see, He knows we we can be trusted with His power and He can use us in a greater capacity or a greater way. How many of you will have that closeness with Him and want to walk in the power gifts and their operations? Do you want these power gifts to operate through your life? Do you want to be a vessel that, who at any time God can use in these gifts in their operation? Now, in some cases, people do have these gifts in operation permanently. The working of miracles. Some have ministries. The working of miracles. But not all because the Scripture says right there, do all work miracles. That's not saying that a person could not potentially be used by God to work a miracle. That's talking about a ministry of working of miracles. Again, like in a Catherine Kuhlman ministry where... Miracles of of healing, gifts of healing and miracles took place on a consistent basis. Well, beloved, the only way we're going to have these genuine manifestations of the Spirit of God is through two things. Walk in love and desire them. See, before I close it here and we just worship God, look at chapter 14, verse 1. Follow after charity divine love, and, everybody say desire. desire. Say it again, desire. desire. Say, I desire, I desire spiritual manifestations, spiritual manifestations. to be an operation in this, in this ministry unto which you have called us. I desire, Father God, desire, Father God that you use your people in this assembly in the operation of these gifts. Special faith, gifts of healings, and working of miracles that the whole body may profit with all. So stay in the realm of love and desire spiritual gifts. Hallelujah. That's the pattern to follow. And what will happen? They will be in manifestation. It's only when you say, well now, Lord, I want it to be me and nobody else. See, when you get like that, then you miss the whole picture. You're not not in love. See, that's almost in selfishness. You can say it this way, Lord, I'm available to you. If you want to use me, here I am. I make myself available to you and to the Holy Ghost. But you know what, Lord? It doesn't matter if you use me or not. Use somebody. Use whoever so that we can create a place here so that when we gather together, the Holy Ghost is going to manifest Himself in various ways in our assembly so that all the needs of people can and will be met. Some needs will never be met without the gifts of the Spirit in operation. And beloved, that's just a truth. And we need to recognize that. And so I once again admonish us and encourage us each and every one to do our part to stay in the realm of love. Are you committed to that? To keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace and to desire the Holy Ghost and His manifestations and operations to be at work those gifts here in the lives of God's people. Hallelujah. Are you out there? And you believe God for that? And you so desire that? Hallelujah. Worship the Lord then with me if you would please. Praises and musicians, come on back up here. Thank you for listening to our legacy teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life.